Hey there, friends. My name is Anne Calvillo, and welcome to Her Scars Tell a Story podcast, a safe space for women from all different walks of life and different backgrounds coming together to share their stories of God's redeeming love. So grab your cup of coffee and journey with us now. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Her Scars Tell a Story podcast. I'm your host, Anne Calvillo, and today I am with an amazing, wonderful guest. And I had to say amazing because as you can see, she just oozes with joy and just such a beautiful soul. Her name is Tia. Tia, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm excited to have you. So, Tell us about this event I hear about. I want to start off there. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So that is a big part of my story mm-hmm. that I'm going to share. But yeah. um, so the event is called the I Am Blessed Tour, which hopefully you can see my shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be on July 22nd. It's going to be a half day virtual summit. Mm-hmm. It's from 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to about 1 and Anne is going to be one of my wonderful, powerful speakers. Mm. So I'm just so excited. Um, and that was given to me by God mm. to share his stories, yeah. his living, breathing miracles to yeah. inspire hope and just share mm. the light into the darkness. And it's life changing. Mm. And you said it's July 22nd, 22nd. at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Where can we register? Yes. So uh, you can go to purposeingrace.org. And it's absolutely free. Mm. And don't worry about putting your face on or any filter. Like, come as you are. Your pajamas is good. (laughs) We have had people like that. It's just come and listen. Be inspired. Just go real and raw. Yes. Just right? Yes. Just go real and raw. Because that's how we are going to share our stories, yeah. right? The real, the rawness of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just where God met us mm. and how he has yeah. changed our lives, right? Yeah, totally. Mm. And I love that. I love your tour. What tour is this already? This is tour number six. Yeah. Uh, that, praise God. Yes, praise God. Oh, and it's and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger mm. each time. And yeah. I'm just, I'm so excited to what yeah. God is going to do through this. Mm, me too. I'm excited for you, Tia. I just met you a few months ago, mm-hmm. but I already feel like I know you because that's the kind of welcoming spirit you have. I'm really looking forward to continue to grow in knowing you. Um, And I'm also looking forward to the listeners here on Her Scars Tell a Story um, to get to know you and to get to be a part of the I Am Blessed tour. Like, you don't want to miss this. Uh, You don't want to miss this. Once you hear her story, you'll know why you don't want to miss this. Because really, it's not about us. It's about the God who has saved us, redeemed us, healed us. Amen. And when you hear her story, and when I say healed, my God, he's so good. And so um, without further ado, (laughs) Tia, share your story. Oh, my goodness. So where should I even start? Um, So just a little background on my childhood. Uh, So I I grew up in a very... um, 
emotionally, physically abusive home um, and alcoholism um, and uh, machismo. Mm. And um, so from an early age, I needed to grow up fast. And I, I feel like a lot of us do. Yeah. Right? Especially coming from, dare I say, uh, Mexican background, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, our parents, you know, they had to work and God bless them. God yeah. bless them. Um, and so just having to grow up fast, be an adult at an early age. And so that made me very independent, Right. And um, started working at an early age. I believe I was as soon as I could legally 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I at that time, my mindset was like, I need to do everything to get out. Mm. I need to get out. I need to make that difference. I need to change. I don't know where this was coming from, mm. um, but I eventually did and uh, moved out by the age of 20. And, um, you know, got into dance clubs and the drinking and just partying constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into the drugs yeah. as much, but um, but there was a lot of that. And just fe- being very lost, feeling very lost. Mm-hmm. And um, that led me to this job that I had. Um, I was working with a real estate company. Mm-hmm. And uh, the owner was Christian, mm-hmm. and uh, she w- she introduced Caleb <laughs> at oh. the time, <laughs> and I remember I was like, "Oh my gosh, this again!" Right? <laughs> yeah, like, because she would have it on all day, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's kind of where that seed was planted. Yeah, but I yet I didn't come to know. Jesus till later on in my life, but mm. that seeking for him. Yeah. Right. Um, and then she introduced like positive affirmations, mm. um, the law of attraction, which mm. we now know a lot of that mm-hmm. is occult, it's witchcraft. Yeah. And so, you know, coming from that self independent, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pride. Yeah. Me in the center, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, and this was ignorance because I didn't know yeah. better, right? Yeah. And so um, I kept digging further. That, like, hooked me. Mm. And so I would dig further, and that brought me into um, crystals. Mm. That brought me into Reiki. Mm. Um, and so moving... Fast forwarding a little bit. Can, yeah. can I stop you right yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. For those of us who don't know, <clears throat> what, what is Reiki? Yeah, so in the occult, what uh, is called the New Age, mm-hmm. uh, the belief system is that we are made up of energy, which we are, mm-hmm. right? Um, but through crystals, we can get healing because they have... Uh, healing powers okay and there are certain points in your body energy points which are called chakras which are like your main points for certain things Mm. and so reiki Mm -hmm. is the healing for those 
energy points. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of people get drawn into this because it sounds so good, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It sounds so good, and you may feel mm. something at that moment. Okay. It gives you like this temporary high. Okay. And so that's the deception. Um, because you want more of it. You want to mm. feel good. Yes. Right? Yes. There's chaos that's happening, and it gives you this temporary peace. Mm. Okay. And so that had hooked me. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then th- th- this is where how we were talking about how the enemy twists things. Yes. Right? Yes. He cannot create things, but he twists it. Yeah. What, what is of God, yes. he turns it for yeah. Evil. Yeah. And so the Reiki is the enemy's way of laying hands. Mm, okay. So through people's hands, you know, they, they are able to give this energy to heal. Mm. And we know that this is true. Yeah. Right? It's true. Yeah. And we are all born with gifts from God. Yes. And there's a choice where you can go down the good route or the bad route. That's right. And so Reiki is that opposite mm. of laying hands for healing. But mm-hmm. what it's doing is it's opening more doors mm. for demons and spiritual attacks. Yeah, it channels the spirits. Yes, yeah. yes. And that, that was a perfect explanation, by the way. Um, I did not know what that is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thank you for educating me. Um, and the way you explained it, it's it's like we were just talking about the enemy does counterfeits, right? Yes. That's what he is. He's a counterfeiter because there's only one originator creator, and that's God. Mm-hmm. But he takes what's God and he counterfeits it for yes. his kingdom, his dark kingdom, right? Yes. Um, and so thank you for sharing that and breaking it down that way. So keep on going, sister. Yes. <laughs> um, and keep me on track. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, but so, and here's another one too. Mm-hmm. Another one is we say that we, God works in us and through us to give us the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And in that space, mm-hmm. it's Christ consciousness. Yeah. And so I found that interesting once I came to Christ because everybody tries to invalidate Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody tries to invalidate Christ. Yeah. But yet, mm-hmm. their highest level mm. of mindset mm-hmm. is Christ consciousness. Mm. There is no coincidence about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's good. Yeah. So, everybody in this space is seeking to get to that level. Of Christ consciousness. If I am in this level, then I can create my surroundings. I can create the things that I want. I can manifest Mm -hmm. because that word is thrown around quite a bit, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that we cannot create anything if God doesn't allow us, Mm -hmm. right? He does everything through us and for us, right? And so it's, it's interesting. Um, and we all have these gift, gifts, as I mentioned. Mm. And so when we walk in authority, mm. things happen mm-hmm. regardless if you're a believer or not. Mm. It's yeah. quite interesting, mm. right? Yeah. 
um, and I was having this conversation with somebody about this. It's like, isn't it so funny that these people that are very well off, right? They supposedly manifested their destiny mm. and have all the things they could ever want, but yet they're so void inside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I was walking. I was constantly trying to get more and more because I had that void inside. Mm. And that void can only be filled by God. Yeah, He gave us that desire for him. But then because we don't speak up as believers and share the truth and the gospel, they are ne- they they don't hear that mm-hmm. they don't hear truth mm-hmm. right that's right and so i encourage everybody to step up boldly mm. yeah um because so many people out there they are thirsting yeah but because all these other things come up yeah, yeah. right then they go that route yeah but if a light was there yeah like us yeah it would change their lives completely my best friend and I we were in this space for a while Mm -hmm. and we would see signs and you know we would we would say oh my gosh you know like that's confirmation of you know what I've been told by these spirit guides Mm. which are demons basically Mm -hmm. right just like we have the holy spirit that leads us the counterfeit is spirit guides and it could be like in the Mexican culture our ancestors mm. that are speaking to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because these spirit guides, I remember when I believed it, mm-hmm. that um, I had a spirit guide that had a name mm. and she was a black woman mm. <laughs> that was giving me attitude. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but I came to find out that was a demon that was guiding me at mm. that time. And so, you know, you'll hear that, like, my spirit guide told me to do this mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I was looking for that, right, to fill that void. Yeah. And um, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. by the grace of God. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going through a moment of transition <laughs> again mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where I, I came out of a very um, toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was demonic. Mm-hmm. I came to find that out too. It was demonic. Um, I was working at this Cuban festival because I had left this relationship. Yeah. And I got into another one. I mm-hmm. went to live with another guy that was toxic too because I had nowhere else to go. Yeah. And so I was working um, the Cuban festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one of those moments, I was... Um, driving a golf cart and I hit a stake in the ground Mm. and it knocked the wind out of me. My chest went into the steering wheel Mm. and it just like, it just (laughs) knocked me out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I didn't go to the hospital or anything like that because I'm like, no, I, you know, I didn't have insurance or whatever, you know, the mind starts kind of going. And so months later, I started to get like these aches and pains all over my chest and my back. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to go get checked up because I maybe I broke something or, you know, something. Uh And so I went with my doctor and uh, she did an Mm x-ray 
And uh, she tells me, she's like, well, we see something. We see like a mass in your chest. Mm-hmm. My doctor, she was very transparent with me. I had that type of relationship, which, by the way, I encourage that you have that type of relationship with your doctor, yeah. that you advocate for yourself. Yes. Because you are hiring them. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So just a little slip in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said, I think it might be cancer. Mm. And I was like, what? From an x-ray she tells you? This? Yes. Yeah. Which she wasn't supposed to tell me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we had that relationship. Yeah. She was like, I think we this is going on, mm-hmm. but I don't want to say for certain. Yeah. Um, so in a way, she prepared me for it. Yeah. Right. And during this time, I'm still in that space of new age and, you know, creating your reality and all this thing, positive thinking. And so she sends me to some specialists to, to get uh, another opinion mm-hmm. on this. And... Um, and just a quick thing. So like a couple years prior, mm-hmm. I had gotten on this um, natural healing documentary binge. Mm-hmm. Like I started watching documentaries on how food can heal your body. Mm. I don't even know why. Uh-huh. Like I was just, you know, watching all these documentaries. Yeah. So from that... In this moment when she said, you know, you may have cancer, I immediately thought, oh, now I can use this information mm. and test it out. Yeah. Right. And so I went to get these um, tests and things like that, and they confirmed it. Mm. And I always recommend that you get a second and third and fourth opinion mm. um, because my, my first experience was horrendous. Uh, and you know, they, they already wanted to do surgery on me Mm -hmm. and I arrived and they didn't even know why I was there. So I was just like, yeah, exactly. Um, so Mm. the oncologist was like, you need to go get surgery. I went to speak to the surgeon and he's like, absolutely not. We're not going to do surgery. Yeah. And so, um, they had they already done the biopsy to determine, um, not yet. Okay. See, that's the thing. Mm. So I was like, there may be that possibility that it's something else, mm. right? And so um, I finally went to go get another opinion, mm-hmm. and they confirmed it. Now, here I'm thinking I'm going to go down the natural route yeah. and heal myself. Mm. Hear me again. Mm. Heal myself, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the oncologist is like, yes, you're at stage two. This was in 2015, mm-hmm. early 2015. So I'm at stage two, and she's like, you know, and I'm getting all this information, asking all these questions because I already did my research. I was like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Google is <laughs> my yeah. best friend. Yeah. Um, and so I start asking all these questions, and um, the doctor straight up said, she's like, if you do the natural route, you're not going to survive another year like you know yeah. I've had I've I've had um patients that go and try to do this natural route and mm-hmm. they end up dead mm. so that gave me even more fire yeah. to prove her wrong yeah right? and so um so I'm like yeah no we're not doing that and so I had convinced myself 
that chemo was going to kill me because I had heard so much about it being a toxin, which it is, mm-hmm. right? And um, and so I decided to go at it, um, you know, really detoxing my life. Mm. So eating, you know, a lot of raw foods, getting rid of meat. And I'm not saying that this, this doesn't work. It does. The thing is that I was like looking at so many different options and didn't stick with one. Mm-hmm. And along the way, the spiritual side was lacking too because I was in this false belief, right? Mm-hmm. I would go to Reiki sessions. Mm-hmm. I would go with uh, tarot readers. Mm-hmm. I would go with, you know, these people that read your read your hands and your palms and anything and everything you can think of in that area, yeah. right? And, you know, like I mentioned, it would give me that temporary relief. Mm. But then there would be something else. Mm. Right. And so one of the things that I really dove into was doing the inner healing, the emotional detox, Mm. really clearing out the resentments that I was carrying, all that emotional baggage. Mm. And... (laughs) But, you know, honestly, by the grace of God, I think God allowed me to do all that because he showed up through those processes. Mm. But I just, I didn't capture it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I had gone on this retreat right before my 33rd birthday. Uh-huh. And you go away for like three days, just completely disconnect. Mm-hmm. And you write your entire life for however far back you can remember. Mm-hmm. And of course, they mentally prepare you to start bringing some of those things up so you can release. Mm-hmm. And I released a lot. And, and I remember, mm-hmm. like, there was demonic release there. Like, mm-hmm. now looking back. Yeah. Um, and that's where Jesus met me the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Like, where he showed up, but I just kind of, eh, you know? Yeah. And, um, and... The next day, I had turned 33. Mm, yeah. And so I was like, oh, like looking back, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like, that is so good. His grace even there. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Even though I did not mm. believe in him or know him at yeah. that time. Yeah. But he showed up. Yeah. He would pop up, right? Yeah. So pay attention to those little signs they're not going to come loud yeah you know but it's going to give you peace Mm. and you get to taste his fruit had you before then ever been introduced to jesus christ at all in your life before then no i Mm. uh i grew up in catholic Mm -hmm. religion okay um so the virgin mary Mm -hmm. was very prominent okay um and even then, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. You know yeah. Like, yeah. my family wasn't really. And, well, one of the things that my family believes in is um, a saint mm. from their town in Mexico. Okay. Um, which, you know, I've come to learn is a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because it performs miracles and wonders. Mm. And people make promises to it. Mm. In order to get this Mm. miracle, right? Mm. But the thing is, what is the real cost? Yeah. Because when we 
well, I don't want to say we, but like when they put this promise, Mm -hmm. they're agreeing Mm -hmm. to whatever this demon wants, Mm. right? That they're signing their signature on it and they don't even know it. Mm. And uh, yeah, God is still working through my family with that. Mm. Um, But, but it's just, it's just so interesting. Just the journey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The journey. And so, so you, you get this diagnosis, right? What happens then? The surgeon says, no, I'm not going to do surgery on you. What are you thinking? (laughs) Like what's going through your mind? Yeah. So at that time, um, I was full of pride. Mm. I was very self-centered and I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm. I got this. Mm -hmm. And because I had all these tools in my belt, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm like, I can do this because there was testimonies Uh everywhere showing proof that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I can do this. I'm just going to put myself to the test, even if it kills me. Mm. Like I was not afraid of death. Which I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Speak some truth into that because there's a lot of people who are not saved and who are not afraid to die. Mm. Yes. So this is something that God revealed to me too. If I would have died at that moment, mm-hmm. right, before having given my life to Christ, mm. I would have died twice. I would have died my physical body Mm. and I would have died spiritually Mm. because I was under lies. I was Mm. walking in the occult and Mm. God was calling me. Mm. He was calling me slowly and just quietly, but I wasn't paying attention. Mm. And, you know, he allowed me to survive and to see just everything through my journey because I was at stage two in 2015. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I survived, survived mm. for, you know, what is that? Uh, five years mm. to 2020. And now mm. more, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I truly believe that he allowed me and worked through me and with me in releasing the emotional pain yeah changing my mindset Mm -hmm. because that mindset converts it's a powerful tool on this side Mm -hmm. and also the physical i was doing you know the natural route yeah but the piece that i was missing was to see his power and glory in my life Mm. and he let me I'm going to let her do her thing, mm. <laughs> right? He gives us free will. <laughs> yes. He does. I'm going to let her do her thing, yeah. play around a little bit, see what mm. she finds, mm. and then finally um, come around right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, see, then my, my, uh, my girlfriend, she started to go to church, mm-hmm. and she would invite me to her church events. Okay. And so um, I would go, uh-huh. but, and I, I would start to feel like that empty, like, oh, I need, 
I need him, right? Yeah. And um, and so the I guess the what is that the the straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah. The saying, right? Yeah. Um, I was having a moment where I was having suicidal thoughts, mm. and at this point in my life, I was cancer infested inside. And I didn't know it. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't know how severe. Hmm. And when I tell you I couldn't walk and breathe at the time, like (laughs) I would just walk from here to there and I would be just exhausted, like couldn't grasp a breath. Hmm. Um, And that was because I was, I had fluid in my lungs. So I couldn't fully breathe. And I had like tumors all around my lungs and my heart that were like constricting everything. And I had bulges coming out of my neck. It looked like I had no neck Mm because I had these bulges coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a skeleton. Like I couldn't even recognize myself. Um, And so I'm having this moment. And at the time I was living at an apartment on the third floor. And I, uh, I had a balcony and these thoughts just kept saying, go to the balcony and jump. Mm. And I'm like, what? You know? <sighs> My God. My God. Mm. And in that moment, I just, I like snapped out of it and was like, wait a minute. This isn't you. Mm. You know, this isn't you. You don't think like this. Yeah. Um, it was very optimist, like very, you know, mm-hmm. up in Adam and stuff. And I'm like, this is not me. This is weird. Mm. And so that prompted me um, to want to go to an event that my friend had invited me to at her church. Yeah. And uh, her church was an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. and it was at night. And so, like, the drive was very heavy. Because, mm. you know, when you get in that, uh, where it's like there's nothing but fields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, very draining, right? Yeah. And so um, I, reach, I reach the church because I'm like, I need to hear from God because this is not me. Mm. And um, I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I'm just exhausted from the ride. And I remember hearing these voices again, like, just take a nap. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to go inside the church? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to go. You'll just tell her that you were here. Mm-hmm. You're not lying, technically. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and, and so this was, this was in February, which is like one of the coldest months that we get here in Chicago. And I remember... I uh, I was wearing, like, this wool coat that felt like it was, like, 100 pounds on my body because I was yeah. so weak. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, I'm going to go inside. Like, no, this I need to go get a word yes. from God, right? Yeah. And so I finally walk the distance, and I'm just exhausted, and I get to the doors, and I'm like, oh, these doors are so heavy. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't open it. Yeah. And I'm just, like, praying to God what... I didn't know it was praying to God at the time, right? Okay. I'm just like, God, please send somebody to open the door because yeah. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I look over, and there's the handicap button. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And I walk over and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, thank God I was able to get it, right? Mm. And so I walk into the church and I hear the preacher saying, keep moving. And I just broke because mm. I was at a point where I was ready to give up because mm. I, I just felt terrible and these voices were getting at me, right? And so, um, you know, the whole service, I had gotten there late, but it was perfect timing when I walked in. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I remember the song that was played was, um, I'm a child of God. Yeah. And I'm just crying mm. because I'm like, this sounds so beautiful, but I don't feel like I'm a child of God. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um. And then after the service, one of the um, one of the elders came over and prayed over me with her husband. Yeah. And I just broke. I just mm-hmm. broke. I, I fell to my knees. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. And and she said, I saw a vision of you come out of this dirty lake mm-hmm. and say, I'm clean. And I was just like, wow. I didn't know what that meant, but it sounded so beautiful, right? Yeah. And um, when I was on my knees, I saw this vision, and I knew, I Mm. knew I was at God's table. Mm. I was sitting at God's table, and I'm like, but I'm not worthy. Mm. You know, I just felt that. And um, after that experience, I went to the hospital the next day and uh they're like you know you have cancer right (laughs) I'm like Mm -hmm. yes and um very prideful Mm -hmm. right like I'm doing this my own way and like because I had gone because I had a pain for something else okay right which probably the cancer caused that yeah and um I remember my, uh, every, like that moment just felt like a haze. Like I don't remember it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend was there with her family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she later told me, she's like, the nurse came over and was like pale. And she's like, I don't even know how she's still walking. Like they couldn't draw blood from me. And, um, and she's like, she wouldn't have survived another day if she didn't come in here. Oh, my God. By the grace of God, mm. by the grace of God, and um, and so yeah, so I they checked me in because they're like, you have to get treatment. Yeah, like you're not gonna survive. Mm. And um, and so I'm in there. They check me in, and I'm still with the mindset like, oh, I don't want to do chemo. Mm. Don't want to do chemo because it's gonna kill me, right? Yeah, I'm so convinced about that. And, um, and so my girlfriend asked a bunch of my friends and family to come and visit me at the hospital. Yeah. And for the next two days, I had people coming in and visiting and just spending, oh my gosh, that felt, that was so encouraging. Mm. Like that showed me how much I was loved. Yeah. Because I had never seen that, right? Mm. And I was feeling unworthy. Yeah. And it was so encouraging and that just gave me strength to keep fighting, yeah. to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, um, and so then she had invited some people from church, that same church, yeah. um, to come and pray for me. And my mom was there. My sister was there. And they asked me, they're like, so do you want to live or do you want to rest? Mm. And I'm like, I want to live, damn it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. that fighter spirit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going down like this. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe that's where my faith kind of started coming mm. in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... um that part where they prayed for me, that was kind of a little bit of a blur too. Mm-hmm. And later on, I heard from some of the people that were praying for me that they felt what I know now is the Holy Spirit. Mm. That there was a powerful move there. Mm. And um, and so they prayed for me and I was like, oh, thank you, you know. Yeah. And so again, it didn't phase me, right? Because mm. I didn't know the Lord then. Right. And um, and finally, the doctors are coming back and forth, and they're like, listen, if you don't do treatment, like, you're not going to last. Yeah. And even if we do do treatment, mm-hmm. like, you have a 20% chance that it's even going to work. Okay. And we may be looking at quality of life at this mm-hmm. point because your cancer is so advanced. Mm-hmm. And so. How old were you? At that time? Um, what was that, 2020? So that was, what, like three years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, five, 35? Mm. 35. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were young. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at that point, like, the doctors were really pressing for me to make a decision. Because mm. I kept... Um, pulling them back and forth, like, give me data, this and that, right? But it was just because I was trying yeah. to get some type of confirmation that w- my decision of not doing treatment okay. was the right decision. Like, that's really what that was. And I was, mm-hmm. I was scared. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah. And, um, and so I had a moment, this was my coming to Jesus moment, mm. where I'm sitting and and there was there was definitely demonic dreams that happened when I was in the hospital hmm. that were like discouraging me. Yeah. But then finally I was just like, Okay, God, like I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I need you to tell me what I need to do because yeah. I, I can't anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And um and one of my uh good friends her husband gave me a Bible, mm. and I did not have a Bible, <laughs> and I had tried to read a Bible in the past, and I, I just couldn't understand it, mm. right? And at, at this moment, I'm like, all right, I'm going to open up the Bible and see what he says, Yeah, right? Give me something. Mm-hmm. And so I open up this Bible, and it says, uh, it lands on Psalm 31, 5. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, O faithful God. Mm. And from that moment, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to surrender God. Yeah. But, and I said this. And I said, and if I die, this is on you. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
but that was the conversation that yeah. I was having with him. Like, right, yeah. you know, if I die, yeah, this is all you, right? Yeah. And from that moment, I just released. I surrendered. I was like, all right, doctors, you do what you want to do. Yeah. Because I was really pushing against everything. Mm-hmm. And I just remember from that moment, I received the joy and peace of the Lord. Mm, praise God. Because I felt this undescribable love. Mm. Like I was in this bubble of love. Like that's how it felt. Yeah. Like nothing could touch me. And even when I was in pain, Mm. I had a smile on my face. And like just the joy, mm-hmm. you know, I was having, I was having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to go through this, but I, 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 I felt secure. Yeah. I felt secure because I knew like, okay, God, you got it. Like, I'm not going to worry about any of this. Yeah. You just take over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and I remember like my first, my first chemo session. Mm-hmm. I was so strung out a little bit because I was nervous, yeah. right? We still have our flesh that yeah. kind of starts to kick in, right? Yeah. <laughs> and because they were telling me all these things, like you're 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 gonna hurt and all this, like all these things that could happen, right? Uh huh. And, and I was so strung out. Thank you, Jesus. I was so strung out, and that when they gave me the chemo, it knocked me out, and so I mm. didn't feel a thing. Yeah. And so I was like. Thank God. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been painful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I got out of the hospital February 21st. Mm-hmm. And, um, and literally, I think it was like the next week that the COVID hit. And praise God for that, because I think they would have kept me in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the story would have been different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but even then, though, like, looking back at this, right, mm-hmm. COVID, how contagious it was. Yeah. And having gone through chemo, it was like this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Because when you do it, when you have your, your therapy session, it, it kills all your healthy cells and the bad cells, too. And so your immune system is to the floor. Yeah. To the point that, like, I've heard stories where a cough, a cold can kill you. Mm. It's not necessarily the cancer. You're right. But, like, all these other lingering viruses and diseases. Yes, they can, yeah. And so to think about that, like, wow, God, Mm -hmm. you had me covered Mm. because COVID, praise God, didn't touch me even though my immune system was shut like I was walking mm. I would visit people yeah you know like yeah. I did not have a care in the world mm. and um and I remember like trying food again for the first time it was like oh this mm. is a heaven yeah. or like giving people hugs and truly feeling the love like yeah. this is what life is about mm. Right? Like a new child, a new creation. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I I had so many experiences, you know, through that, like going through chemo, where 
a lot of the symptoms that the doctors had said I would have, mm -hmm. I didn't really have them as strong. Mm -hmm. And I would get on, I would get on Facebook and do lives uh -huh. with my bald head at that time, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> which like my vein, per, my, my vein person wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was just like sharing like what I was feeling, what I was going through, like the things I was learning. Uh -huh. And, um, and I remember like people, reached out yeah to say like how encouraging that was and yeah. um and I had um a good friend that I had not talked to in a long time mm -hmm. um because I had made those videos he yeah. was going through something like that and he's like I thought of you automatically and I just spoke life into him yeah. it's like we're not gonna give into this yeah like I don't think he was a full believer at that time, uh -huh. um, but I know his fiance was. Mm, yeah, and so like having me come in as well and just like give them encouragement. Yes, and uh, and that just set him on a whole different path. Mm. You know, because I think that part of the healing too is the mindset. Yeah, right. That mind of Christ mm -hmm. that helps us get through. Right, because our emotions and and all that can affect us. Yeah. That's that's half the battle, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be be spiritually planted that you can do all things through Christ, mm -hmm. right? Um, because there have been stories where people have been diagnosed and the doctors tell them you only have thirty days to live right. and to the day. Mm -hmm. Right. Um and I always say this is that we give man too much authority mm -hmm. over our lives, yeah. right? They say that this is going to happen to you and you believe it. Mm -hmm. And it happens because it's, in a way, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so that's the first thing that I talk to people about when they come to me. It's like, no, we're not going to believe this. And I've had moments where like in my, right before my checkups come up, Right. I, uh, the Lord checked me on this one yeah. um, because I was starting to feel aches and pains. Mm -hmm. Right. Right around my appointment time. Yeah. And. Um, and I started to believe into the lie that this is happening mm -hmm. because these pains are happening. OK. And uh, right before my appointment, uh, I heard this voice that said, I woke up and I heard it so loud and clear. And it says, the enemy is a liar. Hmm. Yeah. And that just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like all these things around you start to show up and it validates in your mind that this is truly what's happening. And so I'm just like, wow, Lord, you're so good. So you're doing chemo, right? When do they say, okay... Oh, yes. The cancer is <laughs> yes, gone. Yes, yes. You know, with the um, so, so this is, so part of that too is like, you know, remember they said that I would have a 20% chance mm -hmm. to live after treatment. And this is a whole full eight sessions of chemo, which is yeah. uh, practically like a couple a month. Okay. Right. Um, by the second session, 50% mm -hmm. of my tumors were gone. Hallelujah. Wow. Yes. And 
the doctors couldn't explain it. Mm. The oncologist, he was a university professor of oncology yeah. for 30 some years. Yeah. And he was just like amazed by the results. You can imagine how many of these cases they had seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we didn't, we even had to stop um, for a month because they didn't know what to do because the results were just like what do we do we yeah. stop chemo do we continue with the protocol like yeah you know they they he couldn't he was like yeah mm. we're gonna have to take some time to figure this out mm. yeah yeah and that was I was just like yes and I got my birthday <laughs> month you know to celebrate and mm. um yeah. yeah yeah that was so good yeah. Um, so we moved forward with the entire protocol. Okay. And um, and I've been in remission yeah. for two years now. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yes. So I'm just like, oh Lord. And so you being in remission, like, what what does that mean to you? Like, I know, I know what it means. As far as your health, right? And I know what it means spiritually. That spiritual aspect, what did Jesus do in your life Mm. that you're just like, okay, God, I see your healing hand on me. I see you're drawing me close to you. What did that aspect, how did that change you? Because you talk a lot about the mindset. How did that change you and the way um, you used to look at life, right? Because before you went to the the stones and you Mm -hmm. did all the cultic stuff, right? What did this mean to you now that you didn't have to strive? Yes. That you didn't have to do all, you know, the the cultic things Mm -hmm. to get your healing and all that. What did it mean now? To just be able to rest in the promises oh, of God. Yes. Oh, just that. Mm. To rest. Mm. To rest. And he's still working in me, right? Mm-hmm. Because those things can come up. But mm. he's helping me release them. Mm. Because before it was striving. Yeah. And now he's taking me into a land of milk and honey, mm. thriving, mm. and to be able to share that with others yeah. so that they don't have to strive. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I was a workaholic mm. yeah. and I needed to do it, but yeah. I don't need to do it. God is going to walk with me through it, walk with me through it. Yeah. Right, yeah. not ru- I was constantly running and let's go here and there and da da yeah. da da, and so it's made me see life in a much slower mm. lens. Yeah, to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Nobody said that we're not going to have problems. Yeah, but we're able to see it from a place of growth. Yeah, what is it, Lord? that I need to let go of. Mm. You know, this is happening. Yeah. How can I grow in you through this situation? Mm. Right? Yeah. The the mindset of growth. Yeah. In him. Mm. And ah, man, I just I don't see 
problems the same way anymore. Mm. Like I have that peace. I know that I have authority mm. through Jesus. Yeah. That I don't need to lean on myself or lean on anything else. Mm-hmm. Right? I can go straight to him. Yeah. Yeah. And when I surrender, which is the hardest thing to do for humans, yep. right? Because we like to control things. We like to know what's coming next. Yeah. And when we release hmm. and surrender and just say, okay, God, just like I did, mm-hmm. right? When I said, okay, God, like you do you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And look at what he did. Hmm. And it's. It's hard to see what's going to happen because you're going into unknown territory. Yeah. You've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. But God knows what he's doing. He knows better than we do what yeah. he's doing. And it's kind of like um, a picture that I saw where it's like this little girl. She has this small teddy bear. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, And Jesus is like, Telling her, but I have something. And behind him, he uh-huh. has this huge teddy bear. Yes, yes, right? yeah. And huge doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, the big house and the nice car. Yeah. It's going to be something that you need. Because what we think we need mm-hmm. is not necessarily, it's not it. No. Because, ooh, and I thank God that he didn't give me everything that I wanted. That we ask for. Yeah, right? yeah. Because, ooh, it would have been chaos. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and I've had that moment happen. Yeah. yeah. Where, um, you know, back in that occult space, like, I yeah. had asked for a man, and I had specific things that I had asked for. Yeah. And this man came into my life. Mm. Ooh, and it was hard. Yeah. To let go of this person and it was toxic. And I think I put a curse over myself Mm. in a way Um, because it was, I mean, when I tell you, just being completely transparent, like I would see this man and he would disrespect me, not physically, Mm -hmm. but emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I would leave and be like, really, Tiana? Like, you're smarter than this. Mm. You know? Yeah. And why do you keep coming back? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Why? If you if if he says all these things, he doesn't treat you right. Yeah. Like there's a certain false sense of security. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That kind of keeps you there. But then like then the the disrespect comes in between. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, because of that false sense of security, you're like, oh, but he treats me like a queen. Yeah, but the other day he said this and this and this. Yeah. Right? So you tolerate it. Yeah. And and, and I was like a feminist at that point. So you can imagine very anti-men. I could do everything. Yeah. I'm not going to bow down or whatever. Right? Mm. And so like this man treating me like this was like, what the heck? Yeah. I remember having a moment because... In the New Age movement, they do talk about cutting soul ties, just mm-hmm. like we do. And so praise God, I um, I prayed. Mm-hmm. I, I prayed. I didn't know that that's what I was doing, but I had prayed and said, just release me from this man. Mm. Like, help me let him go. Yeah. Because yeah. I had almost like a, it was obsession. Yeah, an obsession, yeah. It was an obsession, and I didn't know why. Hmm. 
And then God had revealed, like, you said this Hmm. over yourself, right? Yeah. There's power in our words. Yes. Right? Yes. We we just talked about that, right? There's um, life and death in your tongue, what you say over yourself. Um, And so just being able to release that man. And I had, after that, God moved. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't know him. Yeah. And that is surrendering, you know, surrendering the unknown to the known God, to the one who knows everything, right? Um, Surrendering, trusting. I hear trust. Yes. Trusting God with our lives, trusting his plan, trusting his will, trusting his purposes, right? For our lives that, that he wants what's best for us. And that's what I see with the teddy bear, right? Mm-hmm. When, when you go back and it's funny because Rosie yes. is going to be, yes. she, she brought, she brought the picture here <laughs> and she explained it. And, and you know, what she said is like, you know, we settle for scraps mm. when God wants to give us so much greater and not that we need anything tangible from God because he fulfills us, right? Yeah. He's our all in all. But he says, you're holding on to that. I'm asking you to release it, but you won't. Yep. You don't even know what I have coming for you. Yes. You don't know that in my goodness, I have so much more for you, Amen. but you're just going to settle for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how she she told me that's why she carries that little picture with her to remind her. And I was like, wow, that that's that's a good depiction of it. Right. Yeah. And not that greater, like you said, means something of, you know, of great worth, like tangible here on this earth. Our mind is fixed on what's familiar to mm-hmm. me, what's familiar to me, the busyness of life, right? Um, I, I always go back to the hamster wheel of life. That's all familiar to us. It, it becomes um, a habit, a routine in our life. And so I love that God challenges us and that he, he does that in love to grow us. He does that in love because he's growing fruit. There's fruit that we we must bear right Right. and that fruit only comes in seasons of testing and trials challenges right Mm -hmm. that's where that fruit is grown the the fruit of his spirit Um, but going back to uh, what you had said just coming out of the occult right coming out of that and you know i think we talk about that so much more now than ever because Melody, which is my guest, her episode's actually released now. She talks about you can get stuff like that in a five below. You can go oh, yes. into a five yes. below and in the baby section, literally. And I actually I went to a five below and I went to the book section. I'm like, what? For kids. And they even dress it up. They they make it look like a kid's book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, How to read tarot cards how to read your signs. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. We need to be like Jesus yeah. and just start kind of tossing. Yeah. It right. 
flipping the tables yes, at five <laughs> for real because it's so true yeah like yeah. what kids are wearing mm. unconsciously right unknowingly naively yeah 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 and it's so like the enemy's not hiding no he wasn't hiding before no right before maybe mm. a little bit more mm-hmm. but like now it's really up in your face yeah and so it's i've had this urgency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to like no we need to stand up like mm. this is this is not good mm. and i was actually uh listening to a video today talking about how the next generation like they want that change yeah they're challenging the status quo yeah but then again there's a, a spirit of death over them mm. Because they are challenging the status quo. And imagine if they were on fire for Jesus. Like how the world would change Mm. the trajectory of just the next millennia. And I feel like that's where we come in, our generation, to light them on fire Mm. for Jesus. To be able to have that ripple effect. Mm. And so... um, it was just so funny about that story I told you about the young woman that I spoke to today yeah. and how it just rippled yeah. like instantaneously. Yeah. So I had spoken to a young woman and I spoke life into her. Like the Holy Spirit led me to just speak to her and she spoke into her client. Mm. And it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if we were all doing that, yeah. right? Yeah. Without any barrier or like fear. Yeah. And I have felt that a lot lately because mm-hmm. I believe that one of my gifts is voice, mm-hmm. like speaking up yeah. and enabling others to speak up as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I feel like as women, we've been muzzled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but like recently, it's just been very strong, mm. and I, I sense it from other people too. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, I've had a hard time discerning: mm. is it me, yeah. or is it somebody else? Like yeah. God is working in me with yeah. that. Yeah. And so, it's, and women, we have, we are so powerful. Mm. We are so powerful. Like, mm. oh. If we knew our power in Christ, Mm. we could change the world. Mm. Like we are queens. We are daughters of the most high. Yeah. And we have dominion on this earth. Yeah. We we are blessed by God to be a blessing to those around us. When when the Lord, uh, when he rose from the dead, right? What did he say and who did he say it to? Mm-hmm. He spoke to women. Yes. And he said, go and tell the disciples, right? Go and yes. tell them. When he encountered the woman at the well, right? The first evangelist to go and share what Jesus did mm-hmm. in Ooh, her life. Yes. You know, he uses women for his glory. And we must never forget that God has a divine purpose for us. Yes. And we must always remember that our purpose is to know God, to love God, and to make him known. That's our purpose. That is 
your purpose and our responsibility as women of God here on this earth to share the truth of who Jesus Christ is, what he's done in my life, yes. and how he can do that in your life, Amen. in everyone else's life. And our stories are going to look so different. Tia, your story is your unique story that God has written for you. Yes, He is the author and the finisher. There would be no story without Jesus. See, my life, it, it wouldn't have the story of redemption mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Jesus, right? Yes. You wouldn't have the story of redemption if it wasn't for Jesus. Right. Our listeners, you wouldn't have that story if it wasn't for the redeeming power, love, and grace of Jesus Christ, yes. right? And so we need to ask God to give us courage to not just share it, with our mouth, but live it in our lives. Live it in our lives, right? Because a lot of people, they'll hear you, but they want to see that you're the real deal. They want to see that you practice what you're preaching. So more of living the gospel than preaching the gospel. There's a time and place for everything. I do believe that God leads us and prompts us, and he gives us the words to speak through the power of his Holy Spirit. But really, truly, people will see Jesus in our lives, in the way you love, in the way you care, in the way you give, in the way um, you humble yourself, in the way you put God first. You know, that's where they're going to really see Jesus. And one thing that I'm learning as we do po this podcast, when we listen, mm, when we okay. listen, we, when we listen first to God, when we take time to sit before him and quiet ourselves in his presence to hear from him, but also to hear and listen to the heart of the woman sitting next to me mm. to discern her hurts, to discern where she's been through, to get an understanding of where God has brought her from yes. and what he's been doing in her life. Why? Because that matters to God, and it matters to me, and it should matter to us. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we need to understand that the person sitting next to us is made in the image and likeness of our God. Yes. And that's why, for me, I think in this season of my life, he's been showing me, Anne, you need to listen. But don't just listen to respond. Listen to hear the heart of the person that you're sitting next to, that's at work, that's at the grocery store, that's at home, your children, your yes. husband, Listen to hear their hearts because there's healing in that. When someone feels heard, when someone feels valued, mm -hmm. that brings healing to their soul. Yes, amen. You said something. When you were in the hospital and all these people came, mm -hmm. right? When all these people came to see you, you said, I felt loved. Yes. Community. Community did that. 
Because God uses people. He uses ordinary people, just like me, just like you, right, Mm -hmm. to show his love, to show his care. And so that, that is something that the Lord's really been laying heavily upon my heart is, is how we listen to people, how we listen to their hearts, how we hear their stories and what that means to them and what it means to us, what we take away, right? What we learn, how we grow from them, how we edify one another, mm-hmm. you know? And yes. I, I love that. I feel like with you, Tia, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I do podcasting, you do lives, you do uh, these conferences, you're talking with women, you're connecting with women. And I do a lot of the same type of networking, just mm-hmm. like you do. Yeah. Right. And I don't see you as my competition. I don't Absolutely. see you as yep. a threat. Mm-hmm. I see you as sister. Yeah. Come on, girl. <laughs> Come on, Let's go girl. spread this. Yes. 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 That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I see that. And and this weekend we were at a retreat where they gave us crowns. Yes. And each and every woman wore her crown. And the beautiful thing about that is that Jesus, God crowns each and every one of us. Right? There's no need to compete with a Christian sister in the Lord. We need to stop that. And I don't know why I'm speaking on this. No, or, speak but, it, girl. Speak but, it. But... No, we need to edify one another because it's not about us. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of heaven. And we need to know that we are sisters. We are part of the body functioning the way the Lord has called us to function. Though, Though it may be very similar, but it's still each one of us is uniquely created and, and, and gifted for God's glory. And so we should never, we shouldn't, but we do. We shouldn't, but we do. And that's where uh, we need to repent. We really need to repent and look at our sister like, hey, you're not competition to me. You know what? You are somebody that can encourage me. You are somebody that can pray for me because you know mm-hmm. the struggles that I go through. Mm-hmm. You know the you know the enemy's uh, fiery darts that will come at you because you're working toward advancing the kingdom yes. by sharing Jesus through platforms that you know the enemy's attacking. He's attacking you. He's attacking those platforms, right? Mm-hmm. He's attacking the people, right? right. And so who, who knows better than how to pray for me than the woman who's in the same sphere like me. Right. You know what and I mean? And we both have our own spice yes. to add to it, Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to our creator, going back to him, right? Mm-hmm. And going back to how he fashioned us, how he formed us. And that's that's one thing, ladies, is that we need to get past that. Yes. That's not from God. Co- that competitive, comparing, all that that's that's not of God. That brings division. Yeah. That brings division and comparison. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of that. We really need to be championing one another. We really need to be praying for one another because what happens, sister, if you're able to go through, like you said, 
different parts of the world, right? If mm-hmm. you're able, what happens? The gospel gets shared. Yes. What happened? The testimonies of people get shared in different places of the world where they don't know Jesus. What happens then? Jesus is being made known to those who don't know him. Amen. Why? Why not support that? Why not pray for that? Why? Right? Right. Because we we have become so focused on self. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that develops insecurities. Mm-hmm. That develops insecurities into comparisons. And so, ladies, I, I just want to encourage you that we need to be supporting one another. I, I see so many women that are discouraged um, because of that competition, that comparison, and it shouldn't be amongst us as believers. I'm really grateful, Tia, that I've gotten to know you. I'm really grateful that you've gotten to share your story. Thank you. This was an honor. Mm. This was an honor. And can I just say one more thing? Please. Just what you were mentioning. We all have, we're all called to different people, mm-hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. your listeners Mm -hmm. are going to be different than my listeners. Mm. And so coming together, the word does call us to be in unity. Mm. And we are so much more powerful Mm. together, Mm. right, than separate. And uh, and it's unfortunate that that's what's happening through the body of Christ. It's like... My my hand is broken. Because, yeah, you know you don't want to work with me, but yeah. if I have my hand, even though I have this one, yeah, right, yeah, I could do so much more. Yes, yeah, and so I hear that about the comparison, and because there are a lot of women in ministry that are doing the same thing, yeah. but we add our own spice to it. Like God willing, I'll have a podcast soon too. We have different parts. Yeah. To edify the body. Yeah. And so we have to stop looking at that and, and being the gatekeepers yes. to people. Yes. Because at the end of the day, it's to advance the kingdom. Like, let's get more people involved mm. because then there's more that can be done for the kingdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'm all for that. I'm all for um, seeing people be equipped, seeing women discipling women growing with each other you know each one of them on their own journey but at the end of that journey there's jesus Mm -hmm. you know and all throughout the journey he's with us but the goal is always him the goal is always to glorify him exalt him to make him known and we do that through unity we do that through um just working together for his glory and i can't stress that enough i saw this weekend at a woman's retreat how women came together women from all over the world yes sister adriana made a note of that and sister adriana grimaldo (laughs) you are a blessing you are a blessing we were able to be blessed from um her women's empowerment and getaway this weekend but to see all these women from different cultures, different backgrounds, different parts of the world, serving the Lord, using the gifts and talents that he's given them to glorify him, 
it it was just I'm still soaking that in. Mm-hmm. I'm still like yeah. in awe of God because when we are unified, his gifts just flow. Like there's nothing to block them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just flows and I felt like that's what happened this weekend it, it was just so beautiful and i think that's what why it's so heavily on my heart that if if we could just learn to love one another and support each other pray for one another um and even just network with each other like hey let's you know let's exchange numbers and yeah. let's let's exchange ideas you know or you know hey you know what how did you get started you know just just Simple ideas, simple strategies that can help someone else. Why not? Why not? Extend the hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because exactly. you were there at one point. Yes. And so how are we going to be living like Christ if we don't do that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And the way I see it, we all have a place at the table of God. Yes. Each one of us, no matter what it is God has called you to do, we all have a, a seat and a place at his table, each and every one of us. And I thank God for that. Mm. I really do. I thank God for that. Tia, do you have any last words for us before uh, we end this session? I normally ask my guests, um, do you have any words of encouragement or words of advice for someone who maybe uh, has a similar background, a similar story to yours? Mm, yeah. So first of all, I'm going to say the world needs you, Hmm. right? You have that perfect blend to share with the world. There are people that are waiting for you. Hmm. They need you to show up. And the second part is just trust, Hmm. surrender, and just watch how God shows up in your life. And that is in everything. Surrender in everything not just you know because I was faced with that but like in everything and just watch how he's gonna just he's gonna show out because that's our God (laughs) he's amazing yes he does and so and then you'll be able to share the testimony Mm -hmm. just like I shared mine to be able to speak life into others Mm -hmm. and build them up and bring them up yeah because our God is so good just trust. And if you don't know Jesus, he is amazing. He is amazing. And I just pray that you have a supernatural encounter with Jesus, Mm. that you get to know the Jesus that we know, Mm. that you get to experience him. And just Holy Spirit, Mm. just move, Mm. move powerfully in their lives, renew their minds and help them to see the truth. Mm. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tia. This was an honor. This has been such a blessing to be able to hear your story, to be able to just have a conversation with you. And you're always smiling. Your your smile's (laughs) contagious. This is the joy of the Lord, girl. (laughs) Your smile's contagious. You're just a a sweet soul to be around. Mm, Thank you. And I just absolutely love you to pieces. Mm, And I just... You know how you told me, I believe in what you're doing. And I'm just yep. so excited to see yeah. how God is going to use you. Mm. 
Praise God. Glory to you, Jesus. (laughs) Well, thank you all for tuning in to this episode. God bless you all. Stay tuned for our next episode of Her Scars Tell a Story.